All right. Welcome, Andrea, to the Fempreneur Podcast. So nice for you to be here today. I'm excited to get to know you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, for sure. So you have a book, you have a podcast, you have a business coaching women. How did all of this begin? So it began in stages that didn't all begin on the same day. I'll be honest with that. <laughs> um, but in a past life, I worked with women business owners. I actually worked, it was almost like they were opening franchises of a, of a business that I worked for, kind of in a corporate setting. And I was hiring, recruiting and hiring and training these women to start their own businesses, really kind of like a franchise. And I stayed there for 10 years and I, I was one of them too. That's how I got into it. Um, but I realized after 10 years when I had kind of had it, would call it like with the corporate world and I wanted to leave and figure out what was next, there was something that had kept me there for all those years. And what really kept me there was my passion for helping women move past what I now call the messy middle. I don't think I could have called it that then, but um, it's kind of when you've started a business, you're profitable, you're successful, and then all of a sudden things seem super confusing because of that bit of success, right? So then you start to question, what am I doing? Do I know what I'm doing? Can I keep going? Can I continue to grow? What does that really look like? So that was really the part that I loved helping them. I mean, at that point they were calling it training, but help the coaching them through that particular juncture of their business. And um, so when I left that role, I threw, threw a, a, a kind of a little bit of a circuitous route, but decided to start my own business coaching entrepreneurial women. So I started that way back in 2018. Um, about two years later, I started my podcast because I found that I was a lover of podcasts and I found lots of value in listening. And um, I thought that was a great way to reach a larger audience and to share with them what I've learned. And then last month or two months ago, I um, released a book, which became a bestseller, is a bestseller on Amazon called She Thinks Big. And again, that speaks to that same sort of audience. Awesome, awesome. Um, okay, so 2018 sounds like when it was when it really kicked off yes. for you, and then the podcast, and now the book. And your book is called "She Thinks Big," which I love that title so much. Yeah. So, when did the idea for a book kind of pop into your head, or is it something you've always wanted to do to write a book? It is not something I've always wanted to do. I will be very honest. Um, I was thinking, oh, let's create an ebook. Let's create an ebook. It's a good way for me to kind of get some ideas down on paper. I'm really, I love talking. So the podcast thing came super easy. But what's harder for me is to really kind of nail down some of these ideas and concepts into a sequential format. Because a lot of what I'm doing is, I'm, you know, it's not a like one, two, three, four, five. There's not necessarily an order of how you work through some of these, this messy middle. Um, it's a lot of also dialogue, like give and take. Um, here's what's happening. Should I think about it in a different way? It's very much an exchange. The work I do is kind of an exchange of information and ideas and putting it on paper, in, which is one dimensional, not two dimensional, was, was a challenge. So I thought, oh, let me just write an ebook. Let's see what happens. Let's take some of these concepts and, that I've kind of created and see if I can flush them out a little bit. And then my coach said to me, 
well, if you're going to do an ebook, you might as well just really do a real book, like a paper book where you got someone could buy online and have on their bookshelf. So that in itself was an example of thinking bigger. <laughs> so, so that's how that came about. So I really decided to do this book for three reasons. One, it was a great way for me to flush out my own, own ideas. Um, two, it was serving a different audience. So not everybody loves listening to podcasts. So maybe they love reading books, right? And then three, I think it's really um, a great way to develop my own thought leadership and to and to kind of get create some confidence, more confidence than I than I have initially yeah. around some of these things. So that's that's kind of how it all happened. Yeah, absolutely. And don't you love how you can just grab your book and you can just like randomly flip to a page and you have a, a post for social media? <laughs> I do love that. In fact, it's yes. right here. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's fantastic. Yes. That's one of my favorite things about having books is that. I can just like, oh, there's a social media post, you know, never there's something good. To not post on social media, right? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so true. So where are you, Andrea, in the world right now? Where are you physically? So I am physically sitting in a brand new house that we just moved into two weeks ago. Wow. <laughs> so newly built. So it's a new, 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 new. Wow. Um, looking out the window at some, looks like, like some sort of cement mixer out there. Um, we're, but I am in Indianapolis, right outside of Indianapolis, Indiana in the States. Okay. So, yeah. So we've lived in, in the Indy area since 2000. I grew up in Massachusetts, so I'm a New Englander at heart, but, um, we've, we're, we've turned into Midwesterners. Okay. Here we are. Okay. Yeah. Right on. And so, um, what other things do you get up to when you're not coaching women? What, what kind of hobbies or things take yeah. time? So lately, it's been um, figuring out how to use all the appliances in my house. That's been <laughs> number one. A lot of instruction manuals going on right now. Um, but I've let's see what I love. Um, I we I play golf, so we actually moved. We're living on a golf course. Yeah, so that's kind of fun and nice. exciting. And I've got two kids who are actually coming home tomorrow for the week of Thanksgiving. They're both in college. Wow. Um, so they're kind of fun and, and navigating, helping them navigate their worlds from a, both a mom perspective and a coach. Often I say, do you want me to be a mom or do you want me to be a coach right now? Which Ooh, do you want? I like that. Yeah. So I kind of get permission to put my coach hat on. And a lot of, I mean, I, I would say 99% of the time they pick the coach part. <laughs> oh, wow. Coach part. Yeah. Because I think they know, you know, what I would say with my mom hat on. Yeah. But they don't always know what I would say with my coach hat on. Okay. So you really dove so. into your own business when they were kind of becoming adults, like, you know, teenagers. Yeah, they were in, um, I guess, so it was it was five years ago, like middle, Linda middle school and high school. Okay. Yes. So they were yes. kind of getting their own, they were doing their own thing and they weren't as, yeah, you as much perhaps. I feel like that with my son too, ever since he's kind of sort of driving and he's going to be 18 in February and. Ever since he sort of seemed like he needed me less, I've just like went full throttle into my business, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. doing as much as I can because I guess I just, because I can, like he doesn't need me as much. And it's like, what else am I going to do with all this time? I mean, there's always- Right. I think when they drive too, when they start driving, yes. like all of a sudden that opens up oodles of time that you didn't even know existed. Yeah. So yeah. yes, there is that. And it's kind of been fun um, watching my daughter- so both of my kids are in business or they're in a business school within the university. 
Um, And it's just been actually extra fun watching my daughter navigate being a woman in business. So yes, that's, it's, it's interesting. Um, And the things, the challenges she faces are, I think different, 100% different than the challenges I faced when I was 20. Right. So even just coming like the other day, she FaceTimed me and said, okay, I have to dress comfy business casual, comfortable business casual. I'm like, she's like, does this look like comfortable business casual? (laughs) I don't really know, Rebecca. Like, I don't know. I said, you look um, put together. You look like appropriate in the sense of, you know, you look like you've got a presence. Yeah. But I don't really know what comfortable business casual looks like. Yeah. So interesting. So she's like, you know what? I think I'm gonna go in my group chat. So she's in an organization actually called Women in Business. She's like, I think I'm gonna go in my group chat, put this outfit in there and see what they think. Okay. So yes. So it was like a blazer and a um she had like a tight, like a almost like a leotard type of shirt underneath over the blazer and jeans and sneakers. And that was comfy business casual. In case you want to know. Well, I, I'm always curious because I mean, I am getting so sick and tired of wearing sweatpants and I'm trying to find cute ones that have, you know, like a nice thick waistband, but like are made out of a fabric, yes. cute, but won't wrinkle, but also breathable. Cause I've found some that like they trap, like it's like wearing a, like a garbage bag and they don't breathe and yes. sitting and yeah, not good. So yeah, I think that's really interesting that business comfy casual is a thing and I, yes. I need more of those clothes. So. Okay. Well, hey, you could go to Indiana University and get a whole education on that. That's great. It's wonderful. (laughs) All right. I want to talk about your podcast. And I also know you have uh, an insider training happening on December 6th. So your podcast is called Time to Level Up. Um, Tell us about some of your latest episodes. What kind of things are Fempreneurs going to find on your podcast to help them grow their business and just be inspired to do more? So um, I love my podcast, by the way. So it's it's fun, and any like when I'm coaching people and they or a new client comes and like I heard you on your podcast say this. It's it's really it's fun to to know that you know I'm making that sort of impact. So there's three different kinds of episodes on there. There's what I call solo episodes, which is me usually kind of sharing a concept with you. I'm pretty um well known for being giving you some lists like here are three things that you need to know so i try to make it bite-sized and tangible then there's some episodes that are more case studies or client stories um i learn really well from listening to other people's trials and tribulations and seeing myself in them so that's why i kind of share some of those episodes and then i have what i call guest expert episodes where I bring on someone who's got an expertise in something related in a field that's related to, to something that my clients or listeners might need. Um, last week, the episode that was released was really about selling things online, like having a cart kind of format where you've got downloads and, and things in there that are not necessarily at a huge high price point, but people yeah. can grab them. And um, that was kind of a fun episode because it made me think like, well, maybe I should have this, right? So those are the the three kinds of episodes that are out there. Um, And over the past like two or three months, I've done a lot of episodes around writing a book and what does that look like and what does it feel like and what can you expect? What can you 
what, what, what doesn't happen that you did expect or wasn't expecting, um, some of the trials and tribulations of getting a book out there. Yes. So you'll find a lot of episodes like that. And then kind of stemming from the book, I've started this series of what I call insider sessions, which kind of takes a part of the book. I take a part of the book and we kind of dive deeper into it and also use what's in there to, to help you move forward. So on December 6th, I'm doing an insider session where I'm going to give you kind of what I'm going to call like a quick start guide to um, creating a great, extraordinary 2024 full of big thinking. So since I've been looking at lots of user manuals and instruction books for my own appliances, this is where this came from because I'm always searching, is there an insert here that's just the quick start guide? Like, I don't want to get into the whole details, but can someone just help me turn this on and get it going? So um, because of that, I decided to to name this coming up insider session, a quick start guide. Because I think a lot of times when we think about planning for a new year, we kind of think of it as like, okay, it's going to be this big, long planning process. What do I really want to do? And I also do what I call vision to action intensives with clients that are that are longer, almost half day long planning sessions. So I'm really into that too. But this is just going to be a quick start guide. Like what are the three things that you really need to know so that you start 2024 now or, or right out of the gate? So you're not waiting till February rolls around until you've gotten your ducks in a row. Like what do you just need to do right now to go? I so that's that. happening on December 6th. So anyone who wants to come to that. It's complimentary. That's awesome. I ask that you purchase a copy of the book. Yeah. So that's kind of like your entrance fee. Um, yeah. And you can register at She Thinks Big, the, the She Thinks Big Insider.com. Okay. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. December 6th. Fantastic. Um, that's really cool. So I also had a book come out. Um, it was my sixth book for women. It came out November 1st. So my podcast was kind of doing a similar thing to yours, where I was really like, yeah. of course, consumed with this whole book thing. And my book is actually about how to write a book. And so um, I think it's really cool the way you now have this incredibly valuable session coming up on December 6th and that you're encouraging people to to come to it in exchange for only purchasing your book. That's a fantastic, um, that's a fantastic system and so much value for them, right? They get a book and this yes. whole, you know, workshop experience class, whatever you want to call it, off the price of a book. Like, wow, good for you. That's really Thanks. Cool. Love that. Thank you. Awesome. All right. You were mentioning that there were some things that kind of happened that you didn't expect or some hurdles that were difficult. Um, I don't know how you want to answer this question, maybe maybe about writing a book or maybe just about getting your business going in general. But what was one of those? And I know like the the C word kind of happened throughout, you know, your your beginning of your business with the world changed for a while there. Um, So what were what were one of those big things that you had to overcome in order to keep going with your business that um, yeah. take us through what happened, how you overcame it. Yep. That. So, okay. So that's interesting. All right. So I could answer this in so many different ways, but I, know, right? <laughs> I think um, I'm going to frame it like this. So when I think of also just going back to what's big thinking. Okay. So I think when, if we're big thinkers, there has to be a lot of trust in ourselves and in the world. Like, it will all work out in the end kind of thinking. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And so I use this word trust as an acronym. Um, And we could have a whole podcast on that, but T is 
you know, you also always have to think about what your thought options are. Like you've got lots of ways you could think about things. So I call it thought options. R is identifying what the real problem is usually. Mm -hmm. And if you're not thinking big, the real problem is usually just a feeling that you don't want to have, like you're scared or fear. Mm -hmm. But um, I'm going to zoom in on the you in trust, which is embrace the unexpected or be comfortable with uncertainty. And I think in this quest to create a business and write a book too, there's so much uncertainty. Like you don't really know what's going to happen. Um, in the book writing piece of it, I didn't really realize like writing the book was one thing, but then getting it out there in the world is a whole other ball of wax, right? Like that's a whole other thing. And it came, like, even just in that couple of weeks where it was launched and it got up, went up on Amazon and then finally on Barnes and Noble and all these other places. But like I had four plagiarized workbooks that were created with AI that I didn't create within three days of my book being out there. There were these four AI plagiarized-ish workbooks out there. How did you know that those even came out into the world? Because the other, so that was unexpected, right? Or unknown. We don't know. We didn't, we, I wasn't planning on that one. But I also wasn't planning on, um, when you go into the Amazon search bar yeah. and you type in the name of, you type in the name of one of your books, it yeah. should pop up, right? Yeah. If you've sold a few copies. Right? Yeah. So I had sold hundreds and hundreds of copies. And you went to that search bar and you put my book title in there and it wasn't popping up, but these workbooks were. Oh, geez. So to make a very long story short, there was some glitch. Like it wasn't me. I had done all the right thing. My publisher, I'm not even self-publishing. I have a publisher. Like it was, that all done everything. We were all crossed all the T's, dotted all the I's. If you went into subcategories, you could find it. And it was hitting bestseller in all these subcategories. But in the big general search bar, you couldn't find it. So the only reason I found these plagiarized workbooks is because I kept going in to try to find my book to see, did they finally fix this snafu? Wow. So that's how I found them. And so there are all these, like that happened. The day the book launched, my email got shut down. Whoa. Yeah, I, know. I know. Like it's like aliens. I don't know what was going on. They were, they were doing maintenance on the email server. Like, really? That day? Anyway, so, so you, I think it really taught me that it wasn't about the, my email that day. Sure, go create some workbooks and use AI, like whatever you want to do. I mean, I've gotten them down since, since then. But like, you have to really think beyond what's happening today if yeah. you're going to maintain your sanity and create, continue to create growth. And I share that with my clients all the time. Like, don't get stuck in the weeds. Okay. Like, we've got to think beyond. So um, that embracing uncertainty is a really big thing for me. That's something that, that was not something that I had really deeply thought about before I started a business or before I wrote a book or any of that. So I don't know if anything and like that's ever happened place. to you, but. <laughs> not quite to that extreme no like so in the past I mean maybe when you know in that 10 years when you were working at that company if something like that would have happened to you how would you have handled it differently do you feel like you've developed some skills and some I do I think I, I really <laughs> developed um 
the ability to almost challenge my own thoughts. So, you know, we all as humans can quickly go into, um, this isn't fair. Um, why is this happening to me? Um, it shouldn't go this way. So I had to really go to this place where I had to challenge those thoughts and say, okay, no, this isn't the way I thought it was going to go. And it's really not okay either. You know, it's not like I can try to, I call it like, you can't poly positive your way out of this. Okay. Like there really was nothing positive about that. Right. But it did show me that like you can recover from things or what's the reason behind this. One thing that it made me do was like trademark the wazoo out of everything I have created. (laughs) So that was like a good thing that happened from it. And I don't think I would have been pushed as fast to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, so I call them thought options. Like we've got all sorts of ways to think about things. And a lot of times we really have to push our brains to think about things in a different way. And that's a skill. Like, I don't think I had that skill 10 years ago or it wasn't as honed as it is now. Yeah. Right. Like it's, just, I mean, you know, that intellectually, you know, it yeah. all starts with your thinking, like, you know, that intellectually, but to really live that is a whole other story. Yeah, absolutely. And so you take women at any stage of business um, who just really want to to level up and, and get into that next phase of their business growth, yes. their income. Yeah, I think that my sweet spot are people that have businesses already. Like they've they're not on day negative ten. Like they've 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 started. Um, and not they, just an idea. <laughs> yeah, not just an idea. And and they've created. They're profitable. They don't have to be like super profitable, but they're generating revenue. Um, hopefully they're paying themselves. Um, and from that point up into like, I have businesses that are seven figure, you know, seven figures. So it's not a, it's not, yeah. they're not all just in there making their first hundred K it really is yeah. and beyond. And I love, love working with people who are really at the place where they want to grow their team even more. They want to step into being more of the CEO and not as much as of the of the doer. I mean, that is where I find the most um, that excites me the most, and I feel that the growth happens at a quicker pace at that point. So it's just kind of why do you need like I always say, why do you need a coach to help you do things faster and easier and get where you want to go right. so that you have that freedom? Yeah. If you're an entrepreneur, you part of the reason you started this probably because you thought it would be freeing that you could do what you want to do when you want to do it. But as you know, that doesn't always, <laughs> always the case. So how do we create that? Got it. Yeah. And so on your website, people can get in touch with you. They can set up a, a consult um, call. You know, they can set up a call. Yep. Yeah. And yeah. we can, cool. I always say like, let's just, I think those calls are worth like thousands of dollars in and of themselves, just because the realizations oh, that you make during that call, they're complimentary, but if I'm doing my job and asking you some really good questions to, to help you figure out what you need, maybe it's not me, maybe it's something else and I'll help you find that too. But I think it's, it's worth it to have that. Um, like you're in your own peanut butter jar. Like I always like to say, you're in your own little peanut butter jar and it's super sticky in there. And to have someone else help you read that label, which is really what's going on in a consult call is super valuable. Yeah. Yes. Gotcha. Fantastic. And you've got, um, under your events 
um, tab here, you've got a live event coming up in January as well. I do. I know. So that's Look kind of the, that. that's kind of taken the the book to its full course. So I think it's fun to be in a room full of women entrepreneurs. Like I think there's nothing better than that. Um, so I wanted to create that. I've done it before, but I decided this was another great opportunity to do it. So we're doing a day-long workshop conference in January in Indianapolis, um, where we're gonna really not just do a quick start guide. <laughs> we're gonna do a, more of a full blown out, helping you like transition or shift some of this big thing. Well, first we're gonna dig the big thinking out. Let's, let's get real, because yes. it's easy to stay small, right? So we're gonna dig that big thinking out and then turn the dial on it and figure out how do we turn that into action to create that 2024 that you want. And doing that in a beautiful space with other women who are, I call them like, we're not just talking about rainbows and unicorns, we're talking about real stuff who are feeling some of the same things you are. Cause it can be lonely too, but yeah, running a business. Um, doing it in that environment just kind of kicks it up a notch and. You never even know who's going to be in the room too. what great friends you might meet. So, yes. So that's She Thinks Big Live. So come buy your ticket for that. Early bird rates available through November 30th. Fantastic. Okay. Wow. You've got a lot of really fun stuff going on. And yeah, this new book, all this momentum. Good for you. It's really been fun to just hang out with you and feel your energy. You're a very vivacious smart ladies. So thank you for sharing wisdom with us. But before I let you go, I have another question for you. I want okay, you to take I'm us ready. back to 10 years ago. And what would you tell your 10 year younger self? I just did this exercise with my mastermind group. I had them do this on the retreat. So fun. I'm so glad you're asking. So 10 years ago, because um, I just, and I just did this myself. So 10 years ago, I thought about where was I? So I was working in this, this other company. My kids were a lot younger. My daughter actually just had a really serious medical diagnosis at that point. And I was kind of, um, I don't know. I was in a little bit of a woe is me attitude, right? Woe is me attitude. Like, how was I going to manage all this? Yeah. But just seeing what's happened over the last 10 years, which I don't think was ever even in the cards, like couldn't have even imagined. I think what I would tell my 10-year-old 10 years ago self is just, continue to believe in yourself and know that you can figure out anything regardless of time money or what anyone else thinks Ooh, regardless of time money or what anyone else thinks that's huge mm -hmm. and, and you don't even know i think that's the other interesting part it's like i don't even though we can do all of this 10-year visioning like we don't really know what's going to happen it's all unknown and i think what's going to happen is some probably things that we couldn't have even dreamed of can't even dream of right now so yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, I love that. Um, so I guess maybe can you before we hop off, can you take us through a typical, um, you know, first few sessions with you as a client? Like what kind of stuff you work on? How do you get these women thinking bigger? What are some of those things you find yourself saying over and over again in your coaching work? Yeah. Um. So I think first of all, everybody is unique. So I kind of, I'm always like, say, I meet you where you're, where you are. Okay. So sometimes people are afraid they're not ready yet. Mm. Or when they, when this happens, then they'll be ready or what? No, you're ready right now. 
Mm-hmm. I'll tell you that right. I'll tell you wherever you are, you're ready right now. And I think um, what I always kind of explore with them in the beginning is what really feels like it's what, what's going well right now. Mm. And if you're reaching out to a coach, you're probably not thinking about that. You're probably thinking about all the things that aren't going so well. So we'll get to that. But I want you to kind of assess like what's working really well because we're going to borrow on that. And then, okay, now it's working not so well. So let me kind of dive into that. And I teach one of my favorite tools, which was developed by a woman named Brooke Castillo, the model where, you know, we talk about, okay, what are the facts with any given situation in life or in business? What are your thoughts about them? There's where kind of some thought options come in. How does that make you feel? What does it cause you to do or not do? Because a lot of times there's no action. And then, then how does that all show up in the world or what's the result? So if we want different results, we've got to change our action, our feeling, our thought. If we want to feel different, because a lot of people are coming to me, they're just like, this business just feels heavy, or I feel overwhelmed, or I'm confused, or I don't know what to do next. If we want to change that feeling, like good news, we can totally change that just by changing the way you're thinking. Mm-hmm. So 80% of success, I think, is mindset, and 20% is systems. And we kind of dig into what do we really need to work on first? Is it the mindset? Is it the systems? Everybody wants to go to the systems because it sounds, it's very tangible and we can check some boxes. But the one thing I'll guarantee, people are like, what can you guarantee from working together? What can I guarantee is that you will think about things differently. And the other thing I can guarantee is if we, you come to me and you say, I want to work on my business, I will guarantee you that we will also be working on your personal life, like your life. So business and life, they're both intertwined and they're both fair game. And I think that's something that also makes me a little unique. There are a lot of coaches that are truly just life coaches. There are coaches that are just business coaches, but I say both are fair game. It's kind of, especially as entrepreneurs, it's like they're all mixed together, life and business. So we do a bit of like teaching some tools in the beginning. We do a bit of exploring about what's working and what's not working. And then we kind of go to, okay, what do you want this to look like? What do you want this to feel like? What do you want when you wake, like, what is your ideal day or week or year? And what do you desire? Not just want, but what do you desire? And then, okay, let's get to work. Let's like create it. Let's get curious on how it could happen. Ooh, that was good. Thank you for that. That was yeah. wonderful. I love that starting with what's going well too, right? Like you said, people are having yeah. to look at that. And if you forget. Uh, oh, yeah. So you're helping women design the life they want and actually not design it, but get it, make it happen. So it's get fantastic. It. Mm-hmm. Thank you for doing the work that you do, Andrea. Um, is there anything else that you'd like to leave our Fempreneur listeners with before we hop off? Yeah, I think um, two things. I always say we, you need to strive to make everything simple, doable, and fun. So if it's not fun, then we're not doing it right. Because I don't think if it's not fun, then we're not going to keep doing it. And then the second thing is to remember that being an entrepreneur is really just a journey in personal development mm-hmm. disguised as an entrepreneurial adventure. Oh, I like that. Can you say that again? Yeah. Being an entrepreneur is really just a journey in personal development. So you growing as a person, but it's disguised as some entrepreneurial adventure. Like it's supposed to be all fun and games and it is fun and games, but um, it's really a journey. So I have to love the journey. 
Yes, it is such a journey. I just put a post on Instagram last night about the fact that finding balance as an entrepreneur is a complete load of garbage and it doesn't happen. And you it have is. to get used to chasing a moving target. But like you said, it has to be fun. And I am one of those people that loves the never changing, always morphing kind of nature of being an entrepreneur. I, I love that I think I have something figured out and then I have to like figure out a slightly better, different way to do it. Like I like yes. that challenge. And a lot of, I think a lot of femtruders are always trying to systematize everything. And I'm not saying that I haven't come up with some really great systems, like producing my podcast, for example. I have yeah. a streamlined system for that. But right. I also pass those things off to other people because I get bored. Because it's the same stuff every time. Like this, yeah. what we're doing right now is the only part that I love about it because it's different every time. You know, it's like right, right. I don't, I don't produce my podcast. Right. No, I'm, this, to me, like, but I have, a, but my producer loves that. Like, she loves that's. That gets her going. So, yeah, yeah, oh, it's yeah. really cool that you said that about you know it needs to be fun, and I agree. And I think it's it's more fun the more we get around women like us. So hang out with Andrea. She's got that awesome free event happening December sixth. She's got a live event in Indianapolis in January. Go to andrealibros dot com. Did I say your last name right? Libros. Yep, Libros. Libros. You know whatever you want to say. Libros. Right. I always like to say it rhymes with gross. Ooh, that's a good one. That's <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so the link is in the show notes, and you can find out everything about me and the YYC Femprinters community at yycfemprinters.com. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in, and bye for now. Thanks, Andrea. Bye. Thanks, Lindsay.